0: Do they know it's Christmas time? We're back, motherfuckers! (laughs) And we're back!
1: Surprise! It's another Christmas music episode of Your Favorite Band Socks.
0: Everyone's favorite holiday, my favorite holiday, that's for sure. Are there other holidays? No, it's the only holiday that matters. That's true.
1: Our first Christmas episode was pretty early in the game. We put it out as our third episode. It was definitely one of the first five that we recorded. We're a lot better at this now, and Christmas music is such an evil presence in the world that we may, in fact, be able to do an episode every year. Christmas music is as bad as music gets. I don't think it's possible to get worse than Christmas music, because whatever you can find that's worse than that, I would say, okay, Add Christmas to it, and it will now be worse than it was. Oh,
0: yes. Fully agree. Also, I would like to clarify. I think that Christmas probably is the worst holiday. Well, that's opposite of what you just said. How can you do that? I was just really thinking about it for a second. It's the most, it brings out the worst in people. The only thing people like volunteer on Christmas, but people also volunteer on Thanksgiving, doesn't bring out the shittiness in everybody. Christmas is just a stressful holiday unless you were under the age of five. The problem is now
1: that we're starting it earlier every year, it's bleeding into other holidays. This Christmas bullshit starts way before Thanksgiving, so Thanksgiving is now a part of the Christmas bullshit. I saw Christmas decorations
0: before Halloween even finished. Like They started to move the Halloween stuff out before halloween even got here so they could put christmas shit out that's messed up dude that's not okay with me as you can hear mark and i are going to have a conversation about how we hate
1: christmas music just like you would expect but we're going to do something different this time there's plenty of christmas music stuff left to talk about still of course but we wanted to do this one thing for this episode which is we wanted to go back and look at all the bands that we've done individual episodes on and talk about which ones have not haven't made christmas music etc but we've almost done 40 bands. Yeah. So if we just sat down and made that a segment of this episode where we went through like a checklist, it would suck. So what I'm going to do is I'm sort of going to interject between our normal conversation information that I've looked up in advance. You could think of it sort of like pop-up video with pop-up yeah. audio, except maybe what I pop in with will have nothing to do with what we're talking about. It's pretty random. And then, yeah, so we'll either go off on a tangent based on that little tidbit yeah. Or we'll go back to what we were talking about before I said it, if it's just some uninteresting thing. For instance, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers never recorded any Christmas music. So right now we could go back to talking oh, about Christmas. It hurts. Or we, really? could, we could follow this thread, which it, you sound surprised. I, too, am surprised. I
0: don't believe
1: you. It's so You would think that they would have actually Accidentally written a Christmas song because of how many syllables come out of Anthony Kiedis's mouth when he's doing all that skit scat cadoodle bullshit. I'm calling you a liar. Like Christmas has to be a word that came out of there one time, right?
0: Dude, no, I, I am. I don't believe you. I legitimately don't believe you. There's no way they haven't done a Christmas song. The
1: word Christmas starts with the same sound as the word California, and you know how much this motherfucker loves California, California and California, California, alliteration.
0: California, 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 dude, it'd be a perfect song. Let me write it for him. California, 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 Christmas, 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 California, California, Christmas. Christ- California, Christmas. How Cal- hard is
1: it? The title of the song is California yeah, Christmas. Christmas. I could write it's them the song. another California Christmas. <laughs> yeah, see, it's so California. easy. California.
0: And flea instead of a sock on his cock. He's got a, yeah, and he's got a stocking on his dick this time. Yeah. Cool. Come on, dude. It's like, they don't have a Christmas song? That's insane to me. I still think they suck. I mean, really? I had this whole thing in my head. When somebody asked me, what do I think about a band? I just want to ask them, do they have a Christmas album or have they done a Christmas song? So if you put things on a scale of one to a hundred, one and to Christmas. One to Christmas. But Christmas being negative a hundred points. And who, I can't believe the Red Hot Chili Peppers don't have a Christmas song. Chili Peppers are starting way ahead of the pack for you. They is are. Is what you're saying. I, unfortunately, yeah. in my system now, which has gone kaputs, I mean, that ruins my day. This episode is kicking off with a <laughs> banger, folks. I was just using the Red Hot Chili Peppers as an example. Wait, are we getting each other Christmas gifts? No. Is like a part of the podcast thing? No. Oh, I'm not buying you shit. Okay. We should go to dinner or something. I was planning on getting you something.
1: Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, I was just using the Red Hot Chili Peppers as an example. I was planning on starting where the show started, which is with the Beatles. Low-hanging fruit. Are we talking about the Beatles individually no, or the together, Beatles as a band? The Beatles as a band recorded fan club exclusive discs every Christmas that they were together, I think. I could be wrong about this. Uh, these were usually spoken word messages to their fans along with them singing a Christmas song or two. Sometimes they bullshit their way through like an improvised parody like we do a lot on this podcast. Actually, like we just did on yeah. the re- po-
0: Maybe the Beatles are good. <laughs> They're good at fuck, something. Man. Maybe the
1: genius is like God us. God damn,
0: this is going to be the episode where we can't shit on certain... Uh, keep going. I'm bummed now. I'm bummed right now. I'm bummed because we can't shit on the Red Hot Chili Peppers for having a Christmas song. Ruins my day. And now you're going to tell me that the Beatles... This episode is going to fuck your whole life up. I have a hit
1: list today. In the UK, as of 2012, the top ten most played Christmas songs include John Lennon's Happy Christmas War is over. A depressing
0: ass song. It's not good. No, it's depressing. It's not even really a Christmas song, dude. Just because a song gets either A put out at Christmas time or B, the word Christmas is mentioned in it doesn't in my mind make it a Christmas I song.
1: I am on board with that line of thinking, and I think we'll have to come back to it. There's if, no
0: a few times. There's no
1: roasting of chestnuts. Right. I think for it to truly be a Christmas song, it has to mean nothing. Yeah, no, if it's meaningful, it's not a Christmas song.
0: It has war is
1: over. Automatically, no. It's not a Christmas song. You're trying to do something, therefore this is not a a Christmas song. It's a message. There's a meaning in this song. But also, it's a really stupid message and a really stupid meaning in this song. John Lennon and Yoko Ono took out huge billboards and big ads and newspapers with just the words war is over in parentheses if you want it this is just a marketing campaign for the song. It's not like anyone thinks that doing this is going to change. He could, there's no possibility of John Lennon as an adult human being thinking that this was
0: going to move the needle on war. It's just a money grab, as will be every example that we give in the entire podcast, oh, and yeah. the history of freaking Christmas music. everyone, Every single one of these things is nothing more than a cash grab. And John Lennon was guilty of that too. People pretend and put him on a pedestal like he wasn't. Get the fuck out of
1: here. Well, do you think that most people wouldn't say they would like war to be over if you asked them. Hey, war can be over if you want it. Do you want it to
0: be over? Yeah, but not too many people are answering that question with no man I think war is great <laughs> fuck yeah keep the war rolling nobody's saying that it's just a little more
1: complicated than writing a bullshit song and dumping some money into some ads you filthy fucking hippies duh okay cool fix that problem you guys are welcome what do you got next what's next can you guys solve world hunger and like you said and as we discussed a little bit last year there's just so much money involved in Christmas at a certain point it becomes impossible to say no to is what it looks like nobody says no to it except for maybe the
0: red hot chili peppers this is depressing
1: five minutes into this episode, so far the Red Hot Chili Peppers have the highest standards of anyone brought up. Great. Low bar here. So, look, everyone who's going to get mad about us saying Christmas is money and money, money. and if Who gets mad at you? People who have kids. If you don't believe
0: that, you're just living in oblivion. People
1: who have an L.L. Bean catalog family, (laughs) they buy into this bullshit about the holiday being about the magic of childhood and family and blah, blah, blah. These massive corporations are not dumping millions and millions of dollars into holiday ad campaigns campaigns to keep the magic of your kid's
0: childhood alive. Are you crazy? This is strictly consumerism run rampant. Amanda Martha is not recording a Christmas song unless it's nothing more than a money grab. Are they making money anywhere? I don't know. You might, yeah, they're probably making a ton of money. Mm. You like that kind of thing? I guess
1: metalheads do have their mom's wallets. They spend cash. The degree to which the idea of Christmas affects your emotions is the degree to which you can be manipulated and exploited by everything
0: and everyone we're about to talk about. Yeah, have you looked at, I read this article that was top five things that were sold on Amazon, whatever. Bullshit things that nobody actually needs, typically. Almost always. Is I just want to buy something, so I'm going to buy this thing that I'm going to use once. Number one gift has to be a gift card. I don't know you. I don't care about you. Yeah. Here's money. You do you. Sure. Here you go, mom. Or it's Amazon dot. Can't fucking wait. This $25 thing is going to sit in my thing, and listen to all my conversations. Nine Inch Nails has not released any Christmas music yet. So. I don't think so. I sent you that thing. I sent That's you that thing. That's not real. That's not real. Are you sure it's not real? No one made that shit. No, dude. If there was copies of it selling on eBay Where'd you get like it that. from? Well, fuck, dude. Are you serious? Yeah, no, I'm dead serious. Uh, I, would, well, I did find a video of Trent Reznor on an MTV show at Christmas Oh, yeah, time. no, 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 no. I found that. It's not like he's completely immune to the Christmas cheer. He's certainly not immune
1: because he's there. He's decorating a Christmas tree. He puts up with the host lame-ass jokes about the guy makes some nine-inch nails joke. Like, how does your mom put the star on the Christmas tree? She uses a nine-inch nail. I would have left. Oh, fuck you. I would have had more
0: respect for him if he just bailed. I'm definitely walking off set minimum. Yes, (laughs) Yes. come on, dude. He should have just left.
1: Uh, Yeah. I think he's getting fake snowed on the entire time, too.
0: I think so. That's
1: uncalled for. It's painful to watch, actually. You remember the video I sent you? Slade. Yeah, they said... You're saying that that band's name wrong. Slade? Yeah, Slade. It's slot A? Slot A. Yeah, you know how, like, Shade, it's S A D E, but yeah. you have to say it's Shade.
0: Sl- yeah, it's slot A. It's slot A.
1: No one would Are name you th- sure? Nobody would name their band Slade,
0: dude. What does slayed mean? That's not even a word. Well, I think we can uh, add slot A to the dumpster fire anyways. If they weren't already there, the Christmas song that you sent me certainly adds them to the pile because that immediately gives them a negative 100 score, unfortunately, for them. Is
1: it, people always write the title as Merry Xmas Everybody, but he sings it Merry Christmas Everybody, right? Yeah, I don't know because the Xmas I won't,
0: thing is. It's just abbreviated. It's just shorter. Some people get I, mad pe- about I it. I was gonna say, people do get people do. really upset about it. I mean, If I, you get upset about that, you need to maybe check yourself. Well, I've looked into Religious stuff a lot, and I want to say that using an X in place of the word Christ,
1: there's actually a lot of precedent for it in um uh, scholarly endeavors, like monks writing on scrolls and shit. Yeah, they use that the because, X, yeah, because they're right writing everything
0: by hand with yeah. a feather. So yeah, Christmas, I'm telling you, brings out the worst in people that get butt hurt about the dumbest shit. They won't get upset about the fact that corn has got a Christmas song, which they should get upset about, or fill in the fucking blank, but they'll get upset because a company says Xmas. Yeah. Or they say happy holidays. And there will be a Facebook group running around screaming Merry Christmas in people's faces. This is not healthy behavior. Slot A's song
1: isn't even it's not even particularly offensive. They just took a bunch of Christmas shit, mixed it all together in an order that wouldn't get them sued. Boom, Christmas song pay us. Is this is this why you
0: guys started this band? Is this what it's always been about? Kind of makes me not want to listen to Slot A albums it's ever. It's so easy to write a Christmas song. Pick the 10 biggest things. Christmas trees, snow, fireplace. Oh, It's not hard. They just did what everyone else does. At least Paul McCartney
1: gave us a song we could really hate. Which one? Wonderful Christmas Time. Everyone thought we forgot about it because we were talking about the Beatles <laughs> earlier, but nah. Pulling it back. Yeah, I got some details for Wonderful Christmas Time. Apparently, oh, the Slot A song is supposed to make 500,000 pounds a year. And it's estimated that Paul McCartney's song makes $400,000 a year, meaning he would have
0: over $15 million at this point just from wonderful Christmas time. See, this is why if you're a musician right now, you should do nothing else but make it your goal in life to write a Christmas hit. Oh, yeah. And then you could do whatever you want. But at that point, you're making so much money off your dumbass Christmas song. Also, it lets all of us who care about listening to good music know why you're doing
1: this. Yeah, just be honest about it. We would know to ignore you, and that would be helpful. I'm just trying to fund my music career. Wonderful Christmas time so bad that all you can do is laugh about it. The motherfucker didn't even take the time to get the delay effects in tempo with the rest of the song. The synth goes all crazy in the chorus. It just, it honestly sounds like someone fucking around with a keyboard that they just got as a Christmas present and for the first time they're trying to figure out how to use it. Uh Paul played all the parts on this song. So it literally is just him dicking around with some instrument that he does not even play. And people
0: are like, Love it. I think it's always frustrating about these songs. Is if you said that was a Beatles, I thought that was a Beatles song. And then, but the Beatles had their own thing. And then Paul McCartney had his own songs. And then John Lennon. They all had their own Christmas songs.
1: There's no way that any of these songs get recorded or released by anyone who wasn't a member of the Beatles. Right. If you take Does Wonder- Ringo have a, cr- oh, a Christmas song? Oh, fuck yeah, song? dude. Ringo's a fucking dork. He did a whole album. <laughs>
0: Of course, Ringo has his own Christmas album.
1: It's better than Wonderful Christmas Time. Wonderful Christmas Time, the lyrics are pop goes the weasel levels of moronic songwriting. At one point, the background vocals go ding dong, ding dong. I mean, I think Paul McCartney might be directly calling everyone who buys this song a ding dong. Here, ding dong, ding dong. And if you want to go down that road, you could say the song is about everyone who enjoys Christmas being simple simply having a wonderful christmas time
0: maybe paul mccartney just thinks you're all idiots i guarantee that would not be shocked at all if there was a hidden audio somewhere from me like he's fucking moron so buy anything <laughs> Yo, yeah, well look this song's so inane
1: that i'm having to come up with conspiracy theories to try to make it make any kind of sense this is probably how all that paula's
0: dead shit got started They're like Aww. no way did he write this i bet he died he and not- got replaced <laughs> he's dead that's all conspiracies <laughs> all conspiracies revolve around being disappointed in whatever the subject is so you create a narrative to make Make yourself feel better about it. The truth is, Paul McCartney's shit sucked. Instead of just saying, man, this blows, they had to say, dude, I think he's dead. It's just like any other... I mean, I could go on a whole separate thing on that, but just accept the fact that people suck. Just fucking admit that. Don't make up a story as to why it's not true. No, he wrote it. You're an idiot. He wrote it. If you like the Shins, if that's anyone's favorite band, they recorded a
1: cover of "Wonderful Christmas Time" for a Starbucks holiday compilation. So that's Jeez. fun for you.
0: It's pretty <laughs> lifeless, like
1: so many newer Christmas recordings. It just sounds like they don't want to do it. You know, it sounds like they don't want to be there because they probably fucking don't. Right. If any band has more than two people in it and that band records a Christmas song, I promise you, at least one member of that band hated recording that song.
0: God, they there's had, no way. I agree. 100%.
1: There's no way any
0: 100%. band with three or
1: more people in it one person isn't like this fucking sucks
0: and i'm assuming that the other band members are just waving money in front of their face like dude let's look at the money look at the
1: money look at the money we said we said it was stupid to be in a band and be broke we said we weren't gonna let that stop us like everyone else man yeah i'm guessing jimmy buffett didn't need to be talked into recording his version of wonderful christmas time in 2016 because his version is on the second Jimmy Buffett Christmas album. Two of them. That's what I need in my life, buddy, Ugh. is two fucking Jimmy Buffett Christmas albums. <laughs> Do
0: they come in a gift set? Can I get both for a discount? Oh my god, it comes with like a special little trinket that you can give to your family and friends. But here's the thing, you know this motherfucker isn't gonna make a These second. are the people that
1: still buy exactly. CDs. Exactly.
0: These are the people that
1: buy CDs And these still. are the people who buy Christmas music Is the people who are buying whatever Jimmy Buffett's putting out in 2016. You know that guy wouldn't put out a second christmas album if the first one didn't sell Mm -hmm. he's not just like fuck it let's try it again i really want to go to bat for this christmas thing Mm -hmm. these are the people who buy christmas music jimmy buffett fans these are
0: the people on your team these are the people that buy cds from cracker barrel they go to cracker barrel and buy cds for sure they are the ones and get ready to be disappointed in george
1: harrison Because he put out Ding Dong Ding Dong, which is technically a New Year's Eve song. I want to talk about this a little bit more later, but it turns out you can't really write a song for another holiday because Christmas will steal it. George Harrison fucked up by even trying to do a holiday song, and he should have known better. But honestly, George probably liked Christmas, too, because here's how much the Beatles always loved Christmas, is they came up with their own damn word for all the cheer that happens around the holiday. They call it Crimble.
0: No, they don't. Yep. No, we're done. This is
1: it. End of episode. <laughs> if you know someone who starts listening to Christmas
0: music on November 1st, that person's crimble. No, you don't know anyone that does that. First of all, if you do, unfriend them. If you listen to Christmas music on purpose November 1st, I have no doubt in my mind that you would murder somebody with a smile on your face. It, I don't even question it for a second. Hard agree. You're exposed to it because if you go to Starbucks or a store, they start playing that shit right no, away. No, that's not but, listening. That's hearing. No, no, no. That's, it's passively hearing You're it. You're hearing it. And yeah. you can sit there and suffer versus actively oh it's november 1st better
1: throw on wham the grateful dead tried to play every song they ever heard at some point in their existence so there are several attempts at christmas music in their history live none of them sound better on drugs i tried all the ones i had
0: (laughs) did acid didn't work here's my thing
1: I think almost nobody sincerely enjoys listening to Christmas music. I think almost no one likes it. Jeffrey Dahmer. That's what I'm saying. I think that there are, what percentage of humans are serial killers? Yeah, sure. Some people like Christmas music. Some people murder several people in their lifetimes, you know? Yeah. I think that people listen to Christmas music. It's either cultural obligation, Stockholm syndrome, or some combination of the two. There's just no other reason for it. It's like restaurants that have a dress code. No one likes that. Nobody. Why? That's just some shit we're making each other do. Why would we want there to be a restaurant where we have to dress a certain way to be in there? I, if you're an asshole. Basically, what happens, I think, is some dickhead with a sense of humor decides to open a restaurant where they charge rich people more money to have fewer options when they're looking in their closet to get dressed that night.
0: Is there? It had to have been done. I'm assuming there has to be a place that has a dress code where it's you can't wear a shirt and you can't wear shoes. Positive. Yeah, sure. Like it has to have been done, right? Positive. Yeah. Okay. Okay, like can't wear a button-up shirt in here. Sorry sir, you can't wear a button. I up. guarantee
1: you there's a restaurant where you have to wear Blue to get in. I promise yeah. that that has existed in New York City at in New some York, time. Sure. There's no fucking doubt in my mind. That's definitely so. New York so City some thing. dickhead opens a restaurant where you have to wear the color blue to go in there. Yeah. And what do rich people do? Go crazy trying to get in there. We got to go, right? I mean, we got to go. We got to go get shopping. We got to go get blue clothes. Gotta we got to go. go. Buy, we got to go. go. I got to go. Go, go
0: buy this Smurf costume.
1: They went through the trouble of existing, so we got to do our part, right? We got to show up. We got to be there.
0: God, what if the food is really good? What if the food was that good? Okay, well, what if it's okay? It's a blue restaurant. You got to wear blue. So what you're doing right
1: now, basically, is what if someone wrote a Christmas song and it was good? So I would say it's about as likely. that. Yeah, but
0: in order to enjoy the Christmas song, you have to dress up.
1: (laughs) Outcast's very first single, that song that went number one rap and started it all. It's a little song called Player's Ball. As you know, if you listen to our episode, that is a Christmas song. I know some of you are wondering how that could possibly be a Christmas song. I know others of you have been wondering your whole lives why there are jingle bells on that song.
0: (laughs) It's not by accident.
1: It is a Christmas song. When L.A. Reid signed OutKast, he wasn't too sure about this new act. And the first thing he did was have them come up with a Christmas song for some record label compilation. If you go back and listen to our first Christmas music episode, Mark talks a little bit about how every record label will put out a holiday Christmas music sampler. And yeah, this is what this guy wanted to basically test OutKast out on by having them do a song for this compilation. If you do not believe me, the Christmas version of this song from that label compilation, it's still out there. You can go listen to it. But anyone who's familiar with the album version of this song already knows I'm right because you know the fucking words and you can hear the Christmas (laughs) shit. As soon as you know what's there to look for it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. In the lyrics, it's beginning to look a lot like what... Ain't no chimneys in the ghetto, so I won't be hanging my socks, you know, stockings for Christmas. They just do all this Christmas song shit without specifically saying the word Christmas. Which is what a lot of other songs that we all think
0: of as Christmas songs yeah, do. Yes, tons of songs that are lumped in as Christmas songs.
1: Real fat if you're still mad at us about that Outcast episode, they literally sold you a repackaged Christmas song and you swallowed it so hard that it became uh, a number one rap single and their first hit. Now, I wonder if people really
0: knew how all that shit worked, if people would still appreciate
1: They're originators of this rap game, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Have you noticed that there are people talk, they use certain phrases in Christmas songs that they won't use in any other... I've never heard the word jolly in any song that was not a Christmas song. No, I jolly is
0: a only in Christmas songs. Well, in the Jolly Green Giant jingle, but... Well, that's a jingle. That doesn't count, yeah. Yeah, what was the other one that you only hear? Obviously, like, Yuletide, because Yule is well, specifically... Yeah, f- or chestnuts. If you're talking about roasting chestnuts, now somebody should write a pop song and use some of those things in there and see if people say, oh, it's a Christmas song, just because I said, she likes to roast my chestnuts. <laughs> I bet they would. I bet they would. Would people be like, oh, this is a Christmas song.
1: There are a lot of songs that people call Christmas songs that I would not classify as a Christmas. They do have the word Christmas in them. Or you reference a chimney? Well, I don't know. Gene Simmons would probably reference a chimney. Didn't he talk about throwing a log in a fireplace as a metaphor for fucking a gal? Oh, probably. I mean, it sounds right. I want to put my log in your
0: fireplace or some shit like that. Yeah, but I'm saying chimney. Oh well that's a huge difference between the fireplace and the The actual word chimney. That's your asshole, the chimney.
1: It honestly doesn't matter if Kiss ever recorded Christmas music or not because there's no way they haven't done a They do something yeah. I guarantee they have a Ornament, Christmas everything yeah. everything guarantee it. Yes, for
0: sure. everything
1: Same thing with the quote unquote Misfits They found out a Christmas EP is something you can put a Misfits logo on so they sell that Of course I love that they cut blue Christmas by the way just so everyone can see who the Elvis Presley fans are It's these assholes Social D hasn't done Christmas but you can buy an official Social Distortion Christmas christmas stocking with skelly on it complete with martini glass in hand
0: just because you don't record a song it's the same thing you made a christmas item to sell and put your name on it it's no different it's like they think that they're excluded because they didn't actually record a song dude you put out a stocking even the lamest pot i would have had more respect for if you put out like a drinking mug or something like that for your eggnog a stocking Slayer may not have released any Christmas music,
1: technically, but if you listen to our episode, you know that everyone who thinks they're worshiping the devil is actually just really bad at being a Christian. So Slayer's basically a Christian band making
0: all of their music Christmas I can just music. See slayer making like a Krampus song because they want to be edgy or something.
1: Also, Slayer Slay bells. <laughs> Slayer, slay bells. Just saying, I just, just I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. Slayer started selling Christmas sweaters in 2012. I'm surprised it took them that long to cash
0: in on something. <laughs> Um, Yeah, ugly Christmas sweaters. That's just as bad. Sorry, it counts. You don't have to write a Christmas song. Same thing. Metallica, same thing. They have not done Christmas music,
1: but they have Christmas merch. (laughs) They will sell you a Christmas sweater in their merch store before
0: heading back off to Winter Wonderland. It's so bad. It's just as bad. I don't care. It's just as bad, if not worse. If you do both, really fuck you. Just doing the merch and not having the nuts to freaking put out a Christmas song. Dude, I bet that Metallica would do a whole Christmas album. I bet they would. They put out that Lou Reed record I mean uh, I just made a joke about Winter
1: Wonderland that's gotta be one of my least favorite Christmas songs do you know that part where it's talking about building a snowman pretending it's a preacher and that it marries them do you remember the lyrics no. of this song we can build a snowman yeah. name him Parson Brown He'll say, "Are you married?" We'll say, "No, oh, no man." But you it's can it do it the it job it while it you're it in did. town. Yeah. Later on, we'll conspire. Well, yeah. They, no, they go back to the fire to quote, "Face unafraid the plans that we've made, walking in a winter wonderland." And quote, "This song is about two crazy people deciding to make a baby." Right? We're gonna pretend like a snowman married us, and then go back to the fire to
0: face unafraid the plans
1: that we've made. What the fuck?
0: Well, or saw- oh, Is it a death <laughs>
1: pact? A suicide pact?
0: Yeah, that's weird. That's a weird thing to say. We're going to face our plans unafraid. What would you be afraid of? Starting a relationship? When you get
1: married, you say till death do us part, right? So till death do us part, and then they go back to the fire to face unafraid, the plans that we've made, walking in a w- This sounds insane. Yeah, this is... See, this is the kind of shit that Christmas music makes you think about. These are what these words say.
0: Well, this is the kind of thing that if you were to put those words into a different song... Oh, yeah, yeah. He would not... Leonard Cohen does this? Rewrite that song in a non-Christmas vibe and just add those lyrics in there. People are like, what the fuck? This is weird. Radiohead,
1: being the ironic twats that they are, have done this song live. And you will lose some respect for the Eurythmics if you listen to their version of Winter Wonderland. I Mm. promise you that. This song wasn't even written as a Christmas song. The thing about this Christmas music machine is that it's so powerful even when someone tries to write a song for another holiday it'll probably end up becoming a christmas song it's a vortex just sucks in everything that's what happened with jingle bells that's not a christmas song it was supposed to be a thanksgiving song Mm. deck the halls joy to the world winter wonderland jingle bell rock none of these songs were written to be christmas songs they got sucked
0: into the christmas
1: vortex we'll probably have to skip a lot of these for now we'll get into them in future christmas episodes this is not
0: the last christmas episode oh fuck no we will be back
1: we can apply the same Christian music rules as Slayer to Black Sabbath, but I think everyone in Black Sabbath lived long enough to make Christmas music separately, not together. I was going to say. Tony Iommi and Ronnie James Dio recorded God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. I guess because it's Christian. It's just straight up Christian metal. God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Can't
0: do it. <laughs> Can't do it, no it's a hard pass no respect for heavy metal bands doing Christmas covers Ozzy never did one well he
1: says he hates Christmas in interviews he'll talk about how much he hates Christmas but that didn't stop him from showing up and lip syncing Winter Wonderland on Jessica Simpson's Christmas special uh-huh. do not go watch it ever no, no <laughs> one ever go watch this it'll kill a part of you I'm not joking honestly even if you hate Black Sabbath and you hate Ozzy Osbourne and you always have watching this will still fuck you up it's just that sad they have to do that Lindsay buckingham thing to his vocals his studio vocals that he's miming to have to be completely filtered to just only exist in this one band it's his voice is almost a synthesizer creating a pure tone of the note there's some weird code being spoken in christmas music it's like this awful evil magical spell they're trying to hypnotize you with it's the most wonderful
0: time of the year which it's not Christmas is not, it's cold, it's snowing, it's shitty outside. What? When, when did it become the most wonderful time? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, who says, oh, I can't wait till it's cold and rainy? I'll tell you how you know. Because as of January 2nd, after the holidays are officially finished, nobody has ever said January and February are my favorite times of year. It's the same exact fucking thing in December, only you wrap Christmas around it, and all of a sudden it's my favorite time of the year.
1: There are so many songs that say to you, it's the most wonderful time of the year are the lyrics to one song. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. Those are lyrics to a different song. It could read you the lyrics of hundreds
0: of songs that just say this. Regurgitate it so many times over and over, and they jam it into your head. They jam it and they jam it, and all of a sudden you're like, Man, I love Christmas. I'm It's the happiest time of the year. The thing is, these songs don't express any other idea other than that. Look, this is the most wonderful time of the year. That's the whole point of this song. We gotta just do away with Christmas, dude. For sure. This, this is, is the dumb. worst holiday. It's just the worst. It's the most anxiety inducing, crappiest <laughs> holiday and the only people that think differently are people that have heard these Christmas songs so many times they believe it's true. You could deprogram somebody by saying you can't listen to Christmas music. By about the third Christmas they'd be like, this sucks. Christmas is the best time of the year. It is the single best day of the year, no question. How many Christmas songs have you been listening to? <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: all some insane propaganda. It really is just brainwashing everyone into thinking that this is in fact, the best, most wonderful, holly jolly day of the year, Queen put out a Christmas single in 1984 called Thank God It's Christmas. I know for certain there will be people telling us, no, man, that's actually a good one. It is a Christmas song, but it's a good one by a good band. It's not a good song. It's not a good band either. This is the same as all these other generic-ass, brainwashing-ass Christmas songs. It has the lyrics, because it's Christmas, yes, it's Christmas, thank God it's Christmas for one night. It doesn't even matter what he said before that because the end of it is, because it's Christmas. It doesn't matter what I said. This is all the way that it is because of Christmas, and that's what's good. That's what we like. All these songs have this attitude like Christmas is some finish line at the end of the year. And we're all consciously working towards it. And every time we get there, we celebrate like, yes, we fucking did it. That was the reason why we were doing everything was to get to this one day. And then we are the champions is the next song that plays.
0: <laughs> what a silly, sad existence.
1: That's the thing is, like, I don't know anyone who actually thinks that way. No, Do you?
0: no, 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 I don't know. I'm not friends with psychopaths.
1: This is the narrative of a massive swath of Christmas music. I don't Christmas know anybody music. who
0: doesn't that likes Christmas. Everyone I know dreads it. We're all making each other do this for no fucking reason. You see family oftentimes that you don't want to see. You feel pressure to give people gifts that people actually don't even want. Oftentimes, I don't want to buy some people gifts. I don't want to receive gifts from some people. It's easier. Just like to see and hang out like cool. We live in a world where it
1: is ridiculously easy to acquire the things that you like and want. Mm. If you're in a position to possibly acquire something that you like or want, you very likely have acquired that thing. Yeah, I could buy it right the fuck now on Amazon. I don't need Christmas to do it. Christmas is the goal of every year. You know, it's the most wonderful time of the year with the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful
0: time of the year. There'd be much mistletoeing. What a weird phrase. There'd be much mistletoeing. What's that? You randomly standing under a plant and kissing people that you don't know. It's like an excuse to be a hoe. It is. Yeah. Some dude that wants to make out a bunch of chicks. So you carry around a mistletoe thing. There's always some asshole at the Christmas party that has a mistletoe in his hand. That's That's, gross and creepy. It is
1: super creepy. It's
0: creepy as shit. It's not cool. And then someone telling you to smile the whole time. Oh, there's mistletoe.
1: How can we not smile? Because that guy keeps trying to fucking kiss me. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I'm not smiling. Be of good cheer. Go fuck your. It's a
0: horrible tradition. On a long list of horrible traditions, mistletoe is just another one. There's nothing good about it. Keep going. Interpol never put out any
1: Christmas music as if anyone cares one way or the other. If if this
0: podcast is any inkling of bands that people care about, (laughs) Interpol is... Not one of them.
1: But if you ask a lot of people, do they care about Interpol? They would tell you, oh, yeah, I I love Interpol. Bullshit,
0: no. But they're fucking lying. I can prove they're lying. Yeah, I can show you the (laughs) numbers, man. They're lying. No one cares.
1: What's fucked up is if you ask people, do they like Christmas music? They will say yes because they like their family or they like love or whatever they think Christmas music means and they
0: think if they say they don't like Christmas music they're saying they don't like all this other shit. I think if you were to say on the condition of staying anonymous oh, you can yeah. be honest you can tell me and this was I'll never tell anybody that you said this with your name. Yeah. 99 out of 100 are going to say I don't like Christmas I wanna music. I want to see the now, results. if you say I got to do it on video yeah, yeah. you're going to get like 60, 40. Yeah, call me Rudolph motherfucker I'm ready to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not too many for some reason want to own the fact that they hate
1: it. Even people who deep down hate all this shit are walking around trying to convince themselves and everyone else that it really is such a wonderful time because if you don't then you're not taking part in the group thing and if you're not taking part in the group thing then that's different and bad and wrong and all the other chickens will peck you to death
0: you think you're gonna get, you're gonna get killed for not liking Christmas basically yeah I, I think well was, that's sure they call you uh, uh, Scrooge uh, Scrooge yeah they even have a name for people that don't like Christmas there's no name for somebody who doesn't like Valentine's Day I think they're called husbands. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Christmas is the title of one of the songs on the Who's Tommy album. And it's actually one of the songs that has that, see me, mm-hmm. heal me, <laughs> touch me, heal me, horseshit in uh-huh, it. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm not into any of that. <laughs> not a fan? That's specifically my least favorite thing about Tommy. So it's super fitting that they put it in the song titled Christmas. I found this study that Nielsen published in 2017 showing that people aged 25 to 34 account for 26% of those who say they like Christmas music. This is the largest percentage of any age group given in the poll. These are millennials, so essentially I think what this is showing is that millennials are the worst about saying what they think they're supposed to say. Because I don't think there's any fucking way that my actual age group is the one that enjoys Christmas music more than any other age group. I cannot fathom that that is the truth because I'm in my age group and I pretty much talk to people who are only in my age group. And we all fucking hate this shit.
0: Yeah, I have a hard time believing that's true. It, obviously it, it must be true, I guess, but
1: it, I have been in an echo chamber before. I did invest yeah. a lot of money in beanie babies, but pogs. And pogs and Ty Lopez programs. So <laughs> books. I got books. You see I, all these books? I got to watch a lot of videos showing all the books he has. <laughs> did you actually do it? Absolutely the fuck not.
0: What? Did you actually do it? Am
1: I the one who wrote Ty Lopez's program? No, no, no. Did you? (laughs) Yeah. Did you you write it? Yeah, I ghost wrote Ty Lopez's program. Somebody did. So I think that millennials are just terrified of giving the wrong answer and being shamed for not submitting to the magic of Christmas. Because if you look at the results in this poll, 11% of the Christmas music audience is kids age 18 to 24. That's not a huge percentage of this audience. Basically 10% ages 18 to 24. It jumps up to 26% for millennials. It's a considerable jump for millennials. But then back down to 16% ages 35 to 44, then down even further to 10% for ages 55 to 64, then it jumps back up to 15% for ages 65 and up. Now, what this looks like to me is people giving less and less of a fuck what you think about whether or not they like Christmas music as they get older. 25 to 34 says yes. It goes down, 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 down until you hit 65, and I've got to assume that's the age when these people need to be put into a retirement home, they're maybe just saying what they think they're supposed to say to not be put down, or whatever <laughs> happens to him in the old people pound. I don't know how these geezer houses work, but yeah, I think
0: they just shoot him.
1: LCD Sound System has put out a couple of Christmas songs. One's called Christmas Will Break Your Heart, and the other one is called OU, and then in parentheses, Christmas Blues. Oh, God.
0: Both these songs are about as good as they sound like they would be. I just lump all Christmas music into a pile of shit, but I do feel like maybe there even is a scale within Christmas music of of horrible to god-awful or something like that, and that's gotta be some of the worst Christmas music ever made.
1: If you want to blow someone's mind, you should play them either one of these LCD Sound System... Christmas songs and then tell them how successful this act is. Tell them how many tickets and albums and yeah, this band is massive and here's what they do because it won't make any sense to that person just as the existence and prevalence of Christmas music does not make sense. Mm -hmm. There are people again, we made a Christmas music sucks episode, so we've already experienced what it's like for a lot of people to know that you don't like Christmas music, the way they respond to it. This isn't a new contrarian attitude, anti Christmas The early Americans hated Christmas. America was pretty much founded on hating Christmas, if you (laughs) want to talk about it. The Plymouth Rock Pilgrims. The Plymouth Rock Pilgrims, the ones we hear so much about in school in the United States— These assholes hated Christmas so much. They spent the first Christmas in America putting up a building instead
0: of taking the day off and celebrating or whatever. They wanted to leave it. They came here to found a new place. They don't want to take all the shittiness with them.
1: We would literally rather build a house than have Christmas. I would rather do back-breaking work. (laughs) Celebrating Christmas was banned for nearly 20 years in Boston during the late 1600s, and it took until the 1800s for celebrating Christmas to become cool again.
0: I wonder if you could do, they probably didn't do it, but uh, if you could know the happiness factor. Were people better? Like, were they happier? Oh yeah, man. Easier going, less stress. December 1st came around and they were like, it's cool, man. Life is great. Life is good. Imagine if we could get one town in America to, just not to celebrate ban Christmas. Just one yeah. small town, like not even a city. Just one town to not celebrate Christmas. Where every store is actually open and you can just live your life like it's a normal day. It's a shitty day if you don't like Christmas.
1: Historically, people did not care that much about Christmas. This is all some really new bullshit. We owe a little debt, a little podcast debt. Last year, we proposed the idea that small businesses make it your seasonal policy that you're not going to play any holiday music at all, and make sure to let your... Customers know that on social media, we told anyone who did this to show us proof of you doing it, and we would give you free advertising space on our next Christmas episode. And we
0: are making do. It's time to pay the piper. It is. We have to honor our word. Right now. Right now. So,
1: Smith & Vine is easily the coolest wine and spirit shop in Brooklyn. Can they legally make us say that? I don't know. All right, I have not been to this place.
0: In our opinion, it is the coolest wine shop in Brooklyn. I mean, it is in Brooklyn, so. Yeah, Brooklyn's cool. That seems cool to me. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a cool place.
1: Smith & Vine, most of our wines are organic or biodynamic. That's mostly where you end up if you care about tracing everything back to someone who actually grew the grapes that make the wine you take home. But listen,
0: we don't give a fuck if you get a headache when you drink wine and somehow have convinced yourself that you have an allergy to sulfites because your friend read about it on the internet. Which, by the way, I, I actually do get a headache <laughs> when I drink wine. <laughs> That's the funny part. Oh, no, I don't, I'm not saying it's because of the sulfites. I don't know. Well, they're going after you, man. Yeah, you have a fucking hangover. They think you've got a Exercise fucking Exercise a little self-control. Drink some water. Well, okay. Thank you for the advice, Smith & Vine. You're completely out of control, Mark. I am pissed. You're a wild man. Well, look, look, next time, I think when we go to New York City, I'm going to stop in and talk to these people about my headaches that I get. Smith & Vine is a very good wine shop, and we go out of our way to find things that are
1: location-specific and interesting. Don't be intimidated. It doesn't matter if you come in here with an adjective for every dollar you want to spend on a Pinot, or the only thing you know is you want to put it in dry. Oh, (laughs) jeez! Anthony and Prashanti will silently judge you, sure, but you'll already be on your way home with a bottle of wine that your uneducated ass is gonna love.
0: I love this. This is pretty good, yeah, right? It's great. It's, it's really good. Incidentally, we have the best playlists of any wine shop hands down. What other wine shop would regularly blast Church of Misery, Diggers, Dead Reptile Shrine, the Funkadelic Albums with, with Eddie Hazel. The ones with Eddie Hazel? Yeah, Those are all the good ones. It's specifically the ones with Eddie Hazel, which we can appreciate. Electric Wizard, Acid King, Young MA. Probably nowhere. I would say nowhere. I have heard There's, of none of these bands. But also We fucking hate Christmas music and will never play it, so don't ask. There are plenty of stores where you can hear that garbage. Go across the street to Rite Aid. What did Rite Aid do to these people? (laughs) Obviously, they don't have a very good relationship with the Rite Aid across the street. I bet Rite Aid sends people over to use their bathroom. This is not in the ad copy at all. I would say I would walk past a bunch of other wine stores to go to this wine store. To take a dump in this one? (laughs) Yes, to specifically use a restroom in this one before I went to Rite Aid. No, I'm just kidding. I would definitely go to a wine store that did not, I would go anywhere, honestly. Any store that did not play Christmas music on purpose, I would go there. That's
1: what we're doing this for. Smith and Vine kept sending pictures of the signs they were putting out there about we're yeah. definitely not playing any Christmas music in here. Probably fucking Burzum or something. Like Get in here, get some wine. Yeah, It's safe in here. Yeah, And that's cool, especially in a city like New York City. That
0: place goes nuts every holiday season. I mean, you've been oh, yeah, there. Oh, yeah, it's oh. a very, very holiday-driven place, for sure.
1: Smith and Vine. We 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 want everything to be interesting from the wines and the booze to the jams that we play. That's at 317 Smith Street, Brooklyn.
0: I would say this, even if there's a wine store within five feet of where you live, you should just walk past it and go to this place that has no Christmas music. I mean, it sounds like my kind of place.
1: It's like the high fidelity of wine shops. I was
0: going to say that, but you beat me to it. Which one do you need?
1: I bet both of these guys think they're Jack Black, but which one do you think really is?
0: Oh, man, that's tough uh prashanti
1: yeah i bet it's prashanti
0: all right back to the episode
1: christmas wasn't even a holiday in this country until 1870 just to give you a reference point for this date the family that became jim beam whiskey sold its first legal barrel in 1795 nearly a hundred years before christmas became a holiday the family that became paps brewing company started selling beer in 1844 PBR and Jim Beam literally have more of a claim as American traditions than
0: Christmas does. They've been here longer. I think we should have... Jim Beam Day. Yeah, Jim Beam Day or PBR, PBR people Day. People would be happy. These would be great days people would look forward to. Everything is closed. You don't have to work. 90% of the people would vote yes on that and the other 10%... They can go to
1: Australia. I don't think Rage Against the Machine ever recorded a Christmas song, but there was this thing in 2009... People in the UK bought the song Killing in the Name from all the online retailers in order to make it the number one song on
0: Christmas. During Christmas. I remember that. Yeah.
1: So these idiots thought making a bunch of money for a bunch of people who already have a bunch of money would be a great way to get this, prevent a talent show contestant from having the number one song
0: on Christmas. That was the whole point of this. Can you imagine if you're the band, they decide they're going to do that to you, how stoked you are? Thank you so much for that five hundred thousand dollars for all the downloads that yeah, you just do like who are- but how incredible is it that it's this specific
1: band whose fans rallied together as one to fight this great significant and important battle they changed the world they raged against the machine of music charts it's really great again these morons are on your team and you can switch sides whenever <laughs> the fuck you want to There weren't even any Christmas songs in the English language until the 1400s. In the 1500s, you get 12 Days of Christmas, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, and Oh Christmas Tree. And then apparently Christmas music exploded in the Victorian era, the 1800s, which was when a ton of fake mysticism, Hocus Pocus stuff sort of got popular too. This is when you got a ton of those fake psychic shows, con artists pretending to talk to the dead. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the guy who created Sherlock Holmes, holding fake ass seances. I love uh, that. Yeah, shit, this too. is all this, so good. This belief in the supernatural stuff got real popular in mainstream society. You got spirit channeling, mediums,
0: mesmerism. Oh, se- uh, what was the one where they put the like the thing behind the curtain or something like that, and it would like throw stuff up in the air? And- that's yeah, that's seance stuff. That shit was you got cool.
1: sex magic cults. Houdini comes along. A little bit after this, and he's obsessed with debunking all of the "you can talk to the dead" stuff. But in the 1800s, blasphemy is still illegal. It's illegal to blaspheme, so you don't have a lot of people going around talking about how some of the supernatural stuff everyone's talking about <laughs> doesn't really make a lot of sense. Because well, who are you to say it's not God doing that? And are you blaspheming right now? I don't. We don't know. Get you your know. Head chopped off. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not really trying to call bullshit today <laughs> on that kind of thing, but. uh So mistletoe, you were talking about mistletoe earlier. Kissing under the mistletoe started in the Victorian era. It was this superstitious belief that it would increase fertility, ward off evil spirits. And this is the period of time in which Christmas became super popular, in large part due to a fucking ghost story that Charles Dickens wrote to play into this popular fascination with spirits and stuff that he just so happened to set at Christmas because he wanted everyone to get all jazzed about Christmas. He thought the morale of the kingdom needed boosting and he thought that Christmas was the way to do it. Merry Christmas was not nearly as popular a phrase until Charles Dickens put it in A Christmas Carol. People were not walking around going, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to each other. Bah humbug. If you don't like Christmas, people call you a Scrooge. Those evil people that don't like Christmas. That's Dickens. That's fucking Dickens. So, yeah, Charles Dickens basically invented that way that we're all supposed to feel about Christmas. But the problem is that vision of Christmas is so easily co-opted by forces that are bigger than that. Sure. A machine. Anyone who wants to sell you anything realized that they could use it. And that's what's been happening since then. And also, everyone who buys into that version of Christmas, look, I get why you want to. It's not like I'm some cynical motherfucker who doesn't understand.
0: I don't know. You're pretty cynical.
1: Wanting. I mean, yeah. But I have family and (laughs) I love them and I care about them and I want them to be happy. All the time, you know. I really, th- I thought you just appeared. <laughs> yeah, I just arrived here. The Doors never released any Christmas music. That's so shocking. Well, to me. he died. We're probably not going to get a lot of Christmas music out of these bands where
0: one Someone of the main died. people died young. Sublime no Christmas songs. No, you're right. I think that's fair. I don't give them credit for not doing it. They just didn't have enough time oh, to do a Christmas well, yeah. song. Sublime didn't they do Christmas songs. Have, Nirvana
1: didn't do Christmas songs. Have.
0: I agree with you. All these bands would have done a Christmas if song if given the time for to sure. do. It, if they were still around and they had careers for another. Ten to fifteen years. It is impossible that they would not have.
1: I, I can't retire on cred. Yeah, you were talking about that Christmas money. Where's it at? That's
0: all it is. There's still time for the red hot chili peppers to put out a Christmas. Song. Oh,
1: I think they will. Yeah, I think they will. I fuck. We wrote it for him.
0: Yeah, you did. Dude. We should get. We should get royalties if they use anything that we wrote. Kiedis,
1: your lawyers are probably
0: way better than ours. Doesn't matter. Let's we, see what happens. We got proof. Let's fucking
1: roll the dice, <laughs> bud. We got proof. Let's go. So even though Nirvana wasn't a band long enough to record Christmas music, they totally would have because the Foo Fighters took ever long and crammed it into some medley of Christmas songs when they were on TV that one time. Mm-hmm. That's cool, right, mm-hmm. guys? You like mm-hmm. it when Dave Grohl takes his only good song and turns it into Christmas music, right? That's fun. That's the fucking drummer of Nirvana. Yeah, you think he sure. wasn't going to go into the too. studio 15 yes. years from now? Hey, guys, we should try. By, uh, you know, Jingle Bells one time. I think time. the only
0: people that would say that they wouldn't are Kurt Cobain purists. No way he wouldn't do that. Yes, yes, he would. He totally he would. He wanted to be in teen magazines when he was a kid. He for sure would have written a Christmas song. Speaking of teen... Do y'all ever think about how much damage every Christmas does to the environment of this planet? Everything about Christmas is bad. (laughs) You always see some asshole that throws their Christmas tree, you know, you know, those Christmas tree piles where people take their Christmas trees and dispose of them. Yeah. There's always at least one dickhead that used tinsel. You know what I mean? Like the sprinkle tinsel, not even like the wrapping kind. They just draped it on all the stuff. It's just plastic. It's not good. All the paper. I love Christmas
1: shopping from home now. You don't even have to go wait in the long lines. They just send everything to you. It's so great.
0: Plastic. boxes. Every kid's toy is in like 10 pounds of plastic. And in 20
1: years, it's floating in the ocean with all the rest of it. Great. I don't know how anyone could try to argue that Christmas's impact on the environment is anything but
0: horrible. And we're not doing anything close to... There's no opposite yeah. Christmas day where yeah. this is a day nobody... You don't buy anything. Dude, you dude, create dude. no trash.
1: That would come nowhere near mitigating the damage. It would have to be a
0: week. June is no
1: trash month. I don't think the Rolling Stones ever released any Christmas music, but they almost titled the entire Satanic Majesty's Request album Cosmic Christmas, and that is the title of a hidden track on the album. All the way at the end, there's a slowed-down version of the melody to We Wish You a Merry Christmas. That's a Christmas song. So fuck you guys, that's not funny that's one of the worst melodies to get stuck in your head I hate even thinking about it I actually forgot the song that you said I'm trying, so I'm trying to I'm keep making say. sound so I won't stop talking and think about what the melody is and then get it stuck in my head I legitimately
0: in this moment forgot what song you said was cool, slow down go, just that fast go, I forgot go, it go. so yeah just keep go. rolling
1: whatever it was I'm sure that the association of it with Christmas makes it worse than it would be on its own you know like if you were on a tropical island somewhere the weather's all sunny it's nowhere near the month of December and you hear whatever the melody was being played on a steel drum you'd be like what the fuck like, why is this
0: happening <laughs> actually if you think about it like that it's only still around because it's pinned to christmas if christmas music is played any other time of the year you know what i mean you really hate it on november 1st but maybe by december 1st you're thinking to yourself it's not that bad if you hear a christmas song on june 1st no one is excited to
1: hear it. There are two iHeartRadio stations that program Christmas music year-round. Someone has to be listening to it. Yeah,
0: on the way to go murder people and chop them up and eat them, yes, they are listening to Christmas music in July. There's got to be some Christmas-themed bar where it's Christmas all the time. If you met somebody and they were awesome, you went on a couple dates with them and they were just fantastic and you got along with them great in every way, shape, or form, and then all of a sudden you're like getting their car because they're like, oh, I'll drive tonight. And they drive somewhere and they throw on Christmas music and it's july get out 5th. while the car's moving Dude, that's you yeah. gotta go tuck and roll motherfucker out of the car you have to go oh yeah they're gonna you're being murdered 100 positive you're getting chopped up and probably eaten they're gonna save you for christmas and eat your ass not eat ass eat your ass as in physically cook you and eat you not like groceries. Or exactly like groceries <laughs> we talked about it in
1: the stp episode but scott wyland evidently defaults to making christmas music if you leave this dude alone and let him do whatever he wants to do, it's gonna be some Christmas shit 100% of the time. His Crimble was off the charts. <laughs> he just loved Christmas music while he was. Yeah, that's the Scott Weiland, maybe not someone you want to model yourself entirely. At all, after. after uh- sure. But yeah, if you want to hear what we have to say regarding Weiland and Christmas music, that episode was pretty recent, so I don't really want to just jump right back into it. Did you know that White Christmas is the best-selling single of all time,
0: regardless of genre? I do now. Who cares if there's snow on Christmas? Nobody. On the West Coast, where a majority of people live in California, definitely not maybe new york maybe i could see people in florida listening to this especially if they're from the north where it does snow and they're all reminiscent yeah they're all from new york and jersey nowhere in florida is it snowing on christmas or very low chance but everywhere it does snow i don't know
1: why this song plays to that crowd does snow have some magical property that i'm not aware of no you don't know what's it do you need to just try it. I don't know really why this guy's dreaming about snow. Is it a euphemism? Come, <laughs> Cocaine? Oh, fuck. I don't know why I thought about come. I was thinking cocaine, but that's fine. Moving on. <laughs> Whatever you want. Here's why I'm not so surprised about White Christmas being the best-selling single ever. Bing Crosby was a movie star, if anyone does not know that. And he kept singing this song in major Hollywood movies. The year he put the single out, 1942, he sings White Christmas in the movie Holiday Inn. The song wins an Oscar, and the movie's nominated for two more. So a ton of people saw this movie and had this song plugged straight into their heads. And if it didn't work the first time, then maybe it worked the next time in 1946, when Bing Crosby sang the song again in the movie Blue Skies, which is a movie that has Fred Astaire in it also. It's the movie where he does Puttin' on the Ritz, so, just millions of people also saw this movie. It was nominated for two Oscars. They're printing reissues of this single like crazy every time a movie comes out, I'm sure. Even if there's not. Then they finally say fuck it 12 years after the record first came out and just do a whole movie that's called White Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no, I don't think it's that impressive that it's the best-selling song of all time. Because if you adjust the budgets of all these movies for inflation, I think you'll find this single has had the biggest marketing budget budget ever untouchable
0: what would even come close nothing
1: i can't imagine
0: nothing has been repeated that many times a specific recording of a song it's specifically bing crosby's recording of
1: white christmas that every one of these instances of it being in a movie will send people rushing to Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. we haven't done an episode on the stooges yet but iggy pop recorded white christmas in case anyone wants to topple one of their idols before we get a chance to With as much Jesus stuff and parent stuff as Billy Corgan has, there's no surprise. The Smashing Pumpkins demoed a song in the 90s called Christmas Time. The lyrics are Christmas Time has come, toys for everyone. Yes, Christmas Time has come for you. And you might think it's the Smashing Pumpkins. If you look into it, the lyrics are probably all sad and everything. They're not. It's just a straight-up Christmas song. (laughs) It's It's not ironic. It's just a Christmas song. There you go. Billy Corgan Likes Christmas. As we're recording this, we have had people freaking out on us. I don't know if you've seen any of it. Billy Corgan recently announced that he really wants there to be a Smashing Pumpkins Christmas record.
0: Oh, God, you see? see that? No, yeah. no, I did not see that. So
1: again, this is an example of if these bands are around long enough, they, they will do they it will absolutely do it almost all the time. You 100%. know like Led Zeppelin did break up. They were around for a long time, but John bottom died, right. I think if these bands suck
0: around, you know, if their career is still an active band, you start hitting the twenty five year mark, you start putting out Christmas music. Bob Dylan put out a Christmas album. Yeah. That's madness that that
1: exists, yeah. there's a lot of christmas songs that are about nothing more than snow we've talked about this you just pick one thing and there are going to be 500 christmas songs about it the star on top of the tree boom 50 songs rudolph santa claus eggnog you were saying maybe let it snow isn't really about snow (laughs) (laughs) um i think that let it snow is pretty clearly about going over to someone's house and trying to get them to fuck you right Let it snow, let it snow. We really don't want to go. Let it snow. Oh, so we can be trapped in here. Yeah.
0: Together. Alone. It's also
1: not clear how much the person being sunk to is really having fun or enjoying it because it says we've been trying to say goodbye for so long. So maybe this person's just trying to get rid of this asshole. But it's snowing. It's snowing. I can't leave. It's snowing. If this person is really trying to use cold weather, it's snowing as an excuse to stay in your house. You need them not in your home any longer. You should for sure call the police.
0: Yeah, this is they're gonna try some bad stuff. Run away stuff. again. Yeah,
1: get the fuck out of there. Pentatonics recorded a hellish version of Let It Snow. I hate that band. Is that a band? Is I it considered a band? A group? It's fuck like a, that group. A barbershop? Fuck them. They suck. I, I've never heard a version of that song that I like, but there's something specifically evil and torturous about their version. They make
0: everything worse. It, I agree. They yeah. take horrible things and make it worse. Which is I don't a, know how certain things could get worse, and then Pentatonics put it out, and you go, oh shit, it really is worse than I thought. A lot of these Christmas songs that we're making fun of were recorded for charity. No, charity's cool. That's great.
1: Some idiot's going to say, in the comments like we'll suddenly realize how terrible we're being and issue some retraction we fucking know these songs were recorded for charity we don't care no i could think charity is awesome and still think it sucks tears for fears never technically released any christmas music kurt smith did put out a pointless song called this is christmas in 2010 but check this out you know that awful charity song we were listening to do they know it's christmas
0: do they
1: know it's christmas time yeah yeah So, that song samples the drums from the Tears for Fears song, The Hurting. So, Uh, Tears for Fears is on that song. That's close enough. I think so. But also, here's this Gary Jewell's cover of Mad World was number one on Christmas Day 2003 in the UK. How depressing is that? Oh, so depressing. Christmas Day, and that's on every radio? Version of that's even more depressing than the depressing original. You two did that Baby Please Come Home Christmas song for a charity compilation. It sucks. But
0: it was for charity, so we can't make fun of it? Get the fuck out of here. I do like it when bands that are huge, absolutely huge bands write their own Christmas songs, and they bomb. If you can't, if your Christmas song doesn't catch, you're worse than you realize. Because it's so easy. It's like the lowest bar ever. I
1: think that's why they use charity as a safety net. It's so lame. Look, I made you some macaroni noodles, regular glued to a red piece of construction paper. Mm -hmm. I mean... Yeah, but it's for charity, so you can't really say shit. Go fuck yourself. I hate that. There was a period of time after this Charles Dickens thing when almost no new Christmas music was being written. This Dickens rush happened, and then all the songwriters were like, okay, we have enough of that pretty much until Tin Pan Alley became a thing. The recording industry became a thing, et cetera, et cetera. Once these people realized they could put songs on record and ship them out and then make money on owning the publishing of these songs, this shit got out of control. Yeah, that's fast. when it got nuts. This is a fucking trash fire from here on out. Copy, paste, repeat became a real thing. Also, just real fast before we get into this, let me read you a little quote about the promotion tactics coming out of Tin Pan Alley. This is Leonard Bernstein talking talking here about what they do to promote a new song at Madison Square Garden. They had 20,000 people there. We had a pianist and a singer with a large horn. We'd sing a song to them 30 times a night. They'd cheer and yell, and we kept pounding away at them. When people walked out, they'd be singing the song. They couldn't help it. That should sound extremely familiar to anyone who's ever lived through a holiday season, at least in America. Yeah, it just gets repeated until you lose your mind. This is where Christmas music comes from. Why we had it's propaganda, it... propaganda, if you really think about it. It's just pure propaganda. It is. Just wake the fuck up, America. Let's stop doing this. In the 1930s, a ton more Christmas songs start being written because we can sell records to people and make more money than you've ever seen. And the thing about these newer songs is that they're weirdly wrapped up in the marketing and commerce aspect of Christmas. Timpan Alley's in New York City, Mm -hmm. trade capital of the world. The songs are being created in the same place. This is all wrapped up in consumerism. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was created for a Montgomery Ward coloring book. This would be like if Jeffrey the Giraffe from Toys R Us was added to some major holidays pantheon.
0: Well, I think what happened is once they realized there was so much money in it, Also, in that moment, the whole core idea of Christmas just gets evaporated.
1: Whatever's left. It gets absorbed. That Charles Dickens shit gets wrapped up in all this other
0: stuff. Whatever's left of the true meaning of Christmas just disappears. Because now it is about nothing, but we need to take it to the next level and just pick a million topics, write a million songs about it, covered by a million people, and make millions of dollars.
1: It's also crazy because what the fuck? The stores are playing the Christmas music, but now the stores are allowed to make the Christmas music? Yes. What's going on here?
0: It would be like if somebody wrote a jingle for a commercial and all of a sudden it became a song, it, but it was specifically a jingle for somebody. Wrote Have a, you seen
1: the movie Demolition Man? Yeah. In the future, where they listen to our jingles on the radio. It, yeah. be,
0: it would be like that, though. But a Christmas jingle that was written for JCPenney all of a sudden is an actual Christmas song yeah. written for JCPenney for an ad. It's just marketing. It's actually what,
1: what happens. That's what Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is. I mean, to give you an idea of this song's stature, Chuck Berry took his one song that he has and wrote some generic-ass lyrics about Rudolph and Santa, which fits the spirit of the genre, called it Run, Rudolph, Run. And it's not good. It's not a good song. All you idiots who got mad when I called Lemmy a dork on Twitter, you need to go listen to him singing Run, Rudolph, Run with Dave Grohl and Billy fucking Gibbons from ZZ fucking Top.
0: What'd you think about
1: that? It's awful. Mm -hmm. Everything gets ruined by Christmas. Christmas just kills everything that you like. Crushes the soul. It ruins everything. Honestly, the only thing I like about Christmas is how much DMX loves the song Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's
0: the only good thing about Christmas. If you are like, no, I don't care what these assholes say. I'm going to listen to Christmas music. The only thing that you're allowed to listen to, you have to listen to something. Get a pass on one song It's this one. This is it. You listen to DMX. You listen to that song. Oh, oh. You're allowed to.
1: Please, please, please. Let me get what I want by the Smiths is for sure a Christmas song. Boom. Somebody's head just exploded. John Lewis is the name of a department store in the UK, and they seem to have thought this was a pretty crimbly song because in 2011, they got Morrissey's permission to put a cover of it in their Christmas ads. According to the marketing director at John Lewis, it wasn't even hard to get Morrissey's permission.
0: Of course not. Basically, they asked. They said, hey, we'll give you X amount of dollars. And he said, yes, not hard. Frosty the Snowman was written with lyrics that teach
1: you how and why the title character is becoming the beloved figure that you're about to let it become and sing about for the rest of your life. The song instructs you on accepting this as the newest Christmas character that you care about now. Now. it's soviet level kitsch propaganda now you care about frosty i'm frosty the snowman you love me and if you'd like to learn more about me then i'd recommend the cocteau twins version of my song
0: visit frosty the and buy all these frosty the snowman trinkets coffee mug that looks like frosty the snowman if you can make a christmas character and then oh, make a yeah. song about yeah. a christmas character you are so loaded fuck a song yeah create do a, a character, character. yeah because then you can merchandise it yeah get real Dude, about it that's great we should do that yeah man
1: yeah Elvis Costello
0: for sure has Christmas went
1: on Stephen Colbert and sang some Christmas bullshit. That's honestly the only thing I couldn't bring myself to press play on for this episode. Literally everything I've brought up in this episode, I listened to could not press play. On Elvis Costello bullshitting his way through some hack idea of a funny Christmas song you bit. You bailed on that one. Fuck huh? that! I can't. <laughs> I'm not even gonna fucking press play on That's that. That's where shit. the
0: research ends, right there.
1: Elvis Costello is also possibly the reason why "Fairy Tale of New York"
0: by the Pogues exists. That's a great song. Disagree.
1: <laughs> Apparently, when Elvis Costello was producing the Pogues, he bet them they couldn't write a hit Christmas he single. Produced that? I didn't know he. Produced no, no, that. he produced them before they recorded oh. this song. Okay. Okay. They recorded their hit Christmas single after they moved to another producer who knew what he was doing. I think it's fucking terrible. I guess Mark likes it. Is it a hit?
0: I guess I don't. Oh yeah. Honestly, didn't even know the Pogues wrote a Christmas song. I really didn't. When you sent it to me, it was the first time I ever heard it. You've never heard Fairy Tale in New York? No. Oh man. I don't
1: know if I've ever attended a hip christmas party yeah where some see, I don't buddy didn't parties. put it on
0: the Crosley turntable see tyler's tyler's hip you're millennial i'm generation x mm. don't get invited to these cool and things and one day i will kill you and drink your blood oh, Rick, real quick by the way my birthday we're having a birthday party next week for who next saturday me for you i turned 40 oh buddy i'll text you <laughs> So yeah, Fairy Tale in New York. It starts off all sad with shitty singing,
1: typical yeah. Christmas song, yeah. and then it goes into that "We are rowdy
0: hooligans" shit. I think that's why I thought it wasn't the worst thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> it sounds like a bunch of Irish oh, buddy. wasted Irish. People. When you
1: hear music like that, someone is for sure getting into a fist fight with their cousin tonight. Yeah. yeah, this is Christmas music for the family who's getting the cops called on them
0: again this year, just like every other year. People that got drunk off peppermint schnapps, a bottle of peppermint schnapps. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. each and then got into a fist fight in the front yard rolling around in the snow and somebody's shirt comes off. Then what happens? (laughs) (laughs) This
1: podcast is rated R. This is one of those songs where people think they're being clever when they point out that the lyrics are not happy. No shit. It's never surprising to find out that a song with the word Christmas in it has other words in it that make it a sad song. Almost all Christmas music is sad. I know that I've read studies that show continuous exposure to Christmas music for a long amount of time makes retail workers Suicidal. It, well, hostile, to say the least. <laughs> <Sure>. Very hostile. <laughs> we talked last year about radio stations. They'll switch their programming to Christmas music and their listener share doubles, typically. Another thing that they will do is they'll start running ads promoting when they're going to stop playing Christmas music. Like, at a certain point in that, they're like, look... Christmas night, we're going to go back to normal music, it's almost over. Even they know. Gotta stop. Uh, You probably hit capacity with this bullshit around (laughs) December 3rd. Right. It's been a long 22 (laughs) days for you.
0: How many people quit during that time of year just because of that?
1: So, the first thing John Bon Jovi did as a professional singer was sing on a Star Wars Christmas song. Which, by the
0: way, exists. You didn't know that? The fact that there's a Star Wars Christmas song is. You don't know about the Star Wars
1: Christmas song? No, I do.
0: I'm saying, I think not everyone listening to this podcast knows that it's real.
1: Well, they do now. R2D2, We Wish You a Merry Christmas is yet another shining example of this genre. Yes, Star Wars has a Christmas fucking record. Good God. I remember the last Star Wars movie that came out. I went to the grocery store and there was a bag of oranges that for some reason had the Star Wars logo on it. Everything. Like they had licensed oranges. Yes. There wasn't even like a character's name oranges.
0: When Disney bought it, it became a uh, free-for-all.
1: Yeah, I don't know how people back this still. You've got to cut the rope. Got to cut ties. You've got to disavow. You can't ride this horse
0: off the cliff. It's time to end it before we all get dragged off the cliff. Last year,
1: we dedicated our episode to everyone who's ever had to work retail in the lead-up to Christmas. Mm -hmm. I maintain that retail is the the worst because that job has to be awful anyway. Just working retail has to suck. Working retail at Christmas has to suck. And hearing Christmas music the whole time, it's on one shitty thing on top of another. You're it's getting worse. dogpiled at yeah, this point. that's got to be terrible. But the reality is everyone has to listen to this music everywhere. It really does suck. Nearly every job where there are speakers, you felt the pain of Christmas music. Consumers, we don't have to hear it as much, but we do have to hear it. Your favorite band sucks, always wants to be of service. So we did a little homework. The Tampa Bay Times asked a hundred of America's top stores when they start the holiday jingles is the quote from this article. This is when these stores start playing Christmas music. Insanely, Best Buy will start playing Christmas music on
0: October 22nd. I was going to say how many of them actually start before Halloween. I would would walk out. If I walked into Best Buy. I'm telling
1: you right now, on this podcast,
0: I'm going on record. I'm never going to go into a Best Buy ever again. Dude. This is torture. They are playing Christmas music Before Halloween, which is the best holiday, before Halloween, fuck no, I would walk out. How could you not say something? You know what I mean? You know how the employees are always like, oh, someone's got to say something. How could you not? I don't understand. All I I would do is immediately say, dude, are you serious? It's not even Halloween. It's madness. I mean, I'm angry about this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this makes me so bad. Best Buy, explain yourself.
1: That's the only chain who starts in October, according to this.
0: Yeah, how many start November 1st though?
1: November 1st is Sears, Kmart, Michaels, Lane Bryant, Maurice's. November 5th, Ulta Beauty Starbucks stores. is November
0: 1st. It's not really retail, but it's close enough.
1: On this specific thing, Starbucks chose to not reveal a date. November 1st, I was there. Stores who didn't reveal a date were Starbucks, Apple, TJ Maxx, Ross, and Ikea. Stores that don't play any music, Winco, Foods, Costco. Shout out Costco. No music. Love that. AutoZone, GameStop. November 9th, Belk and H&M start playing it. November 11th, Office Depot, Office Max. November 13th is when Walmart starts playing Christmas music and Dick's Sporting Goods. You shouldn't be shopping at Walmart anyways. Fuck Walmart. Have you hit Target yet? When did Target play? I don't see Target yet. It's got to be. Black Friday. A lot of places start on Black Friday.
0: Okay. I somewhat respect at least waiting until after Thanksgiving.
1: On Thanksgiving is when JCPenney and Giant Eagle start. Mid-November, Macy's and AT and T on Black Friday. Publix, Target, Home Depot, Nordstrom, Whole Foods, Lowe's, Albertson, Sprouts, Williams Sonoma, Pottery Barn, Foot Locker. So basically, everywhere white people go starts playing Christmas music on Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that was a list of white people stores right
0: there. Seriously,
1: man. Late November, Petco. It, once we're in December, everywhere is playing Christmas music. You're on your own. Go fuck True. yourself. Yeah, wear earplugs. Another thing we did last year was talk about how there isn't really music like this for other holidays. We already talked about how Christmas music is likely to steal songs written for other holidays, but I was forgetting about Halloween music. That's uh-huh. a holiday where there are Halloween songs. Fair.
0: Very few, though.
1: But Halloween music is
0: good. I haven't really looked into it a lot, but I'm inclined to say I back Halloween music, I think. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I'm down for that, 100%. There's some uh, some St. Patrick's Day music, but not much. There's definitely no Valentine's Wait, Day music.
1: St. Patrick's Day music.
0: The Dropkick Murphys entire fucking <laughs> discography. <laughs> the Dropkick Murphys exist because of that. Tool has never released any Christmas music. They don't release music, so. <laughs> You have to release a record once, besides every 10 fucking years for it to count. Did A Perfect Circle do it? Co- Probably. I didn't check I mean, check they that. do a lot of covers. I, didn't ch- I
1: mean, I'm sure one of his stupid ass things has done a
0: Christmas song.
1: Yeah. Okay, so I found this funny thing. You know how Pink Floyd fans think you can sync up Dark Side of the Moon with Wizard of Oz? And it all makes sense. Dude, if
0: you do enough mushrooms, you can sync it up with the AutoZone commercial.
1: Tool fans think you can sync up Anima with Nightmare
0: Before Christmas. <laughs> I hope that's true, you fucking dorks. They're doing that. First of all, that's a dumb fucking movie. And you're even dumber if you think that works. What? Dumbass tried to do that. Again, if you do enough acid, it for sure sinks up.
1: After finding out about this, I sat down and thought about the people who are doing this, and I came to the conclusion that I'm glad this is how they're spending their time. Yeah,
0: that's like the best possible yes. thing for them to be I'm doing. I'm glad if these people are doing that, they're not blowing up something. Exactly. Yes. Please, continue. What else could it sync up to? Better find out. Let me know. Thanks.
1: Christmas music is a huge genre for people who love hearing every song
0: done like it by a contestant on that show the voice because they are every one of them that gets in the top three maybe top five puts out a christmas record it is a guarantee and it actually launches some of their careers that should tell you a lot about what this shit is this is what christmas music is and if you like it it should tell you a little bit about yourself there's a reason why
1: these people jump straight fucking to it man everyone we make fun of when we're making fun of pop singers they try to fit the maximum number of notes and syllables into every word uh, like uh, yeah, yeah. gentlemen that shit that christina aguilera style of singing uh, what is that called who fucking no, knows that, yeah man. some
0: term for it doesn't
1: matter uh, warbling <laughs> i don't know nsync christmas that's a whole Insync f- has done at least one whole album probably
0: every at boy band one. every girl group at least one of the and they may have done their own individually
1: oh, sure. justin bieber did a whole album under the the mistletoe the title track has the lyric it's the most beautiful time of the year in it by the way like what we were talking about earlier all that coded shit he's doing the same shit i mean you might as well call it a fucking secret society of people who have recorded christmas music they're speaking induction ceremony phrases it's the most wonderful time of the year am i in the club am i in the club do i get the money i get the money kelly clarkson wrapped in red album ariana grande has a christmas kisses ep kylie minogue kylie christmas lp that one's nearly a hundred percent horny christmas genre by the way if anyone's looking for a new favorite favorite Christmas makes me horny as fuck album, Uh, Coldplay, Christmas light song, Dave Matthews band, Christmas song, Train did a cover of Slade's Merry Christmas Everybody, The Killers put out a Christmas song every year for 10 years, I think? This is terrible. This boy band shit goes all the way back to New Kids on the Block. They did a whole Christmas album in 1989. Obviously, new kids on the block knew about Wham's massive single "Last Christmas," which is not a okay, Christmas I'll just song. Say, if we let's
0: change the name of that song to something else, just because he says the words "Last Christmas," that's it. That's oh. the only Christmas reference in it. It could be anything. Last, ha- last, last, but, last year. Valentine's.
1: It would make way more sense on Valentine's because he gives someone his heart. That's right. what you do on Valentine's Day. You give people your heart. This song would be infinitely better if we made it a Valentine's Day song. Last. What the
0: absolute fuck? Do I have to write every song? Dude, that's actually a great idea. Someone should remix that song into a Valentine's Day song and get rich. Please. You'd be the only one. There's no other Valentine's Day songs. I can
1: see why there's some confusion, though, Mark. I can, because he says the word Christmas a lot, and it's a fucking bummer. Mm -hmm. So I can see why people think it's a Christmas song. Do you want to know what this song's about? First of all, the production on this sounds like a couple kids singing into a karaoke machine and a keyboard because they can't afford a real steel drum. He's definitely singing about how he went Full stalker, I'm in love with you. I would kill and die for you on a person within 24 hours of meeting them last Christmas. And he's going to do it again this year.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Psycho. That's what these lyrics are about. I met someone... Went way too fucking in on them. And I'm definitely
0: gonna do it again this year. But when you wrap it in Christmas... It's okay. It's Christmas. It's wonderful. Jimmy Eat World recorded this song. I listened to it. It's worse than the original. I don't know why... The worst is
1: when the bands do covers. Can you imagine being a fan of Jimmy Eat World... And having to try to defend that band? Holy shit. (laughs) Hilary Duff recorded a version of this song. Her version is way better than Jimmy Eat World. It might be better than Wham's. Still not good. Weezer made an entire Christmas EP a decade ago. 2008. We're inching towards the finish line of our career. $10 buy-in? Yep, put us in. We're in. Christmas album. I'd recommend listening to their version of "O oh Come All Ye Faithful, especially if you like really bad early tune. when your favorite emo band reminds you how
0: awful they are. I can't. I'm not listening to that shit.
1: You don't me. want to? No. What about in 2015, Green Day put out a song called Christmas Time of the Year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Super punk. They're using vocal effects to try to make him sound like a 12-year-old. Anything short of
0: fuck Christmas from a punk band is bullshit. I don't know how anyone in Green Day looks at themselves in the mirror. If it's not purely anti-corporate, anti-Christmas, you're just a boy band. It goes all the way back to the Beatles. It starts with the Beatles and goes all the way to wham.
1: Last year, we talked some about Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Looked into that song a little bit more. They say they wrote the music in 15 minutes which is fucking hilarious to me. (laughs) I wish I would have known that last year because if they spent 15 minutes on this song, they spent 10 of those minutes listening to the Phil Spector Christmas album, go back and listen to Baby, Please Come Home, I mean, just listen to the way these two songs both begin. They're the mm. same shit. Mariah Carey, smart lady, trying to write a new Christmas hit. Well, what did the last people who did this do? Yeah. You know, oh, that one, that one. That- oh, this one. Let's do the Phil Spector one. Yeah. yeah. Change the speed, change the key, move some chords around. Yeah, take the chord from White Christmas. I want to know how much money she's made off it. Oh,
0: buddy, you want to know? She's got to make a million dollars a year off
1: it. Okay, first of all, she didn't just make that one song.
0: It was an entire was album. album. Yeah, right, it was right, a whole right, right. album. That everyone in the universe owned. That that
1: album sold more than 14 million copies, making over $50 million
0: in royalties. So, just the album sales. Mm-hmm. There's no God telling. God only knows how many times it's been played on the radio. Just ads from YouTube. Just people listening to it on YouTube. 100%. Every year. Yeah. The fact that it's played in every single store, coffee shop, every year, if they're playing Christmas music, that song is getting played. Probably 10 times a day. It's crazy to listen to people try to rip this song off. One of the most obvious
1: attempts I know of is Britney Spears tried to sell a version of this song to a slightly younger audience. Her song is called My Only Wish This Year. Uh, My Only Wish This Year. All I Want For Christmas Is You. Yeah. Christmas music is as basic and bad as pop music gets. The best-selling Christmas album of 1997 was Snowed In by Hanson. I listened to some of that.
0: I definitely miss I that. Don't, I mean, I, I'm sure it's the same like, song. I'm not
1: recommending any songs from a lot of this stuff because I just listen to it. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's the same song. It's, it's not even worth going in because it's not we're not talking wonderful Christmas time levels of terror here. It's just the same bland shit. But that's all Christmas music is. And when you say you like Christmas music, you're fucking defending this because that's mm-hmm. most of what it is. It's almost entirely what it is. Mm-hmm. This pop schlock. The best selling Christmas albums of the last four years have all been by Pentatonics. What more does anyone need it's to know? i believe included
0: probably how many times can they put on an album is it the same album
1: speaking of the police couldn't stay a band long enough to do any christmas music but sting being one of the 10 worst people alive right now has of course recorded a full album of christmas music complete with poetry readings no no absolutely (laughs) negative nada
0: poetry readings poetry bud oof
1: That's covering all the pop stuff. But then there are all these artists that people say are good who do Christmas music that people say is good because it's just a good song by a good artist that happens to be about Christmas. So then why does it need to be about Christmas, though? Has the fact that a song mentions Christmas ever made the song better? do more mentions of christmas equal a better song are there too many mentions of christmas at which point a song goes the other way becomes not good where's that limit What's what's the breaking point who decides and when tom petty recorded christmas all over again who the fuck gets to ask and answer these questions is it me because I say all this shit sucks. Wait, guys. How many times did I say Christmas? Prince, Another Lonely Christmas. Clarence Carter, Backdoor Santa. The band, Christmas Must Be Tonight. Curtis Blow, Christmas Rappin'. The Kinks, Father Christmas. I listened to all of these songs, and all of these songs are terrible for the exact same reasons. It would be disrespectful of myself to spend any time specifically addressing why these songs suck. They all suck for the same fucking reasons, and I'm gonna spend the next probably ten years of my life
0: telling you about that once a year. Yeah. In a Christmas episode i if you came in here and said you know some of these aren't that bad i probably would have questioned you oh please do if the fifth time
1: we come in here to do a christmas episode like, you know
0: what wait you have my permission you're allowed to take my percentage if i do that like this is the way i think of it is if any band we've ever done at some point you said to me you know what if we were wrong about that band i'm immediately gonna say you're an idiot but if you said to me what if we're wrong about christmas music at that point i'd probably call my wife i'd be like hey I'm going to record these. I'm worried about Tyler. I'm going to, you know, maybe we should talk to him about getting help. I don't know. I equate Christmas music with feeling
1: dead inside. (laughs) (laughs) Here's how fucking sociopathic Steely Dan is. Steely Dan will use jingle bells as an instrument in a musical arrangement that totally sounds like it would be a Christmas song, but it won't be a Christmas song.
0: Psychopath.
1: Listen to the song Charlie Freak. These motherfuckers straight up make elevator music using jingle bells, but it's not about Christmas. Psycho. I'm telling you, if I walk in here and I'm like, I like this now, that means I'm gone. I'm not there anymore. (laughs) I don't know where I went, but I'm not here. The mental break Is is complete. Yeah, buddy. Goodbye. Christmas music, elevator music, Steely Dan, it's all the same. James Brown did record Christmas songs. I think he did three full albums of Christmas material. He had songs like Let's Make Christmas Mean Something This Year, Santa Claus, Go Straight to the Ghetto. My favorite one is Santa Claus is Definitely Here to Stay. Mm -hmm. That's really funny. It sounds like he's trying to convince himself and other people.
0: He's here to stay. He's not
1: going to go anywhere. Don't even fight it. I think ICP probably has the actual best Christmas song title. Santa's a fat bitch. (laughs) You like that one? I could deal with that. You and I listened to that song. Yeah, that was fun. It was all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck, Mark? We just agreed that we weren't going to come in here and talk about how Christmas music is good, man. Well... It's now I could see how some people might have a problem with us not getting upset that ICP has a song called Santa's a Fat Bitch, but check out the name of this Tiny Tim song. This is real. <laughs> Uh, Santa Claus has got the AIDS Great song We might actually drop a little clip of it in right here because I hope we add clips of all sorts of shit We need DMX in here We need Santa Claus has got AIDS Some of the lyrics of Santa Claus has got the AIDS Did you listen to any of that? Yeah, Yeah, yeah
0: Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year And he won't be round to spread his Christmas cheer.
1: Yeah. Yikes, man. Perfect. What is Christmas cheer, Tiny Tim? Nut. What in the fuck, Tim? See, these are songs I can get behind. The Sonics are an amazing band, and they have a song called Santa Claus, which is an awful, awful song. It's stupid. It's dumb. Santa Claus isn't fucking real. Why are adults singing about it? Yeah, man. Oh, fuck.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah, (laughs) spoiler alert. kids in the car. (laughs) I don't know what you're doing and listen to this podcast (laughs) anyways, but there goes that. The only Christmas songs that are even moderately acceptable are ones that talk shit because the ones that talk shit are not going to be played in Starbucks. The band Fear has a song called Fuck Christmas. And sure. See, they're a punk band. I respect anybody who
1: actually sticks to their roots. I think that song sucks, but you do you. Led Zeppelin never released any Christmas music, but Robert Plant did Santa Claus is Back in Town. Close enough. With that dumbass Honey Drippers band that he started. In the Close ladies, enough. These, I think. Santa Claus is Back in Town is supposed to be the most played song of the 2015 holiday season. Which, again, like, that's a song about some completely made-up bullshit. Santa Claus is not back in town. <laughs> and where did he go? Absolutely, he's not back in town. He just drove in for the weekend. I know for a fact that Santa Claus isn't back in town. This would be like if for three months of the year we all had to walk around and pretend that the Easter Bunny was real. You
0: know? <laughs> Songs about no like, other holiday. The we do Easter that. Bunny is for sure real. <laughs> and none of the other fictional characters
1: get any love. Bruce Springsteen does this song all the time, apparently, and people know. love
0: it. You hear it a lot. It,
1: well, it's he doesn't even fucking really do it. He just kind of kicks it off and lets the crowd take it and just half-heartedly grunts which is my main complaint about bruce in general you
0: hear it a lot this is a very heavily played song john denver's please daddy don't
1: get drunk on christmas is one of the worst things you'll ever hear
0: it's just depressing
1: i just want to read you the lyrics please daddy don't get drunk this christmas i don't want to see my mommy cry oh geez (coughs) it's depressing
0: or is it? That's so depressing.
1: Is it depressing? Who the fuck keeps letting this happen? Depressing Why? people. What's going on? I want to come back and talk about that song next year more. dude. I want to put a pin in this song because we can go deep into this. Country music is actually one of the worst genres for Christmas music. I've seen where some people think that like we're not going to talk shit on country music on this show. Sure. Whatever. Sure. Out of your fucking <laughs> minds. You're out of your fucking minds. There's going to be a Johnny Cash Socks episode of this podcast, so just go ahead and start fucking getting ready for that right now garth brooks yeah this
0: is only the beginning we've really only been around for a year the bc boys never put out
1: any christmas music but one year they made a fake country music album just to give to their friends for christmas they had christmas music on it or that was their gift uh no i think it was just music not holiday themed i guess they just think that shit's funny so funny yeah it's so fucking funny i'm laughing Next year, I want to talk about metal too. Country and metal. For some reason, there's so much Christmas music. King Diamond, No Presents for Christmas. Yeah, it's hilarious, but not on purpose. It's like a really, really like dumb, in a bad way. A- Amon Amarth is that how you say that band? Yeah, Amana Amarth. Viking song. Have you heard that? Mm-hmm. It's one of those Cookie Monster metal songs about remembering that you love Christmas so much when you were a kid. It makes you cry. Heavy as fuck, bro. True Satan. Fleetwood Mac did not put out any Christmas music. Can you believe that?
0: That's really weird.
1: Fleetwood Mac Christmas seems like it would happen. A no-brainer. Stevie Nicks likes to sing Silent Night for some reason. She's done it a few times. That is a very miserable song. I don't know what anyone thinks it's about or why they keep singing it. So many songs about a baby being born, right?
0: Yeah, tons. Yeah. It's the whole thing. It's his birthday we're celebrating, even though we didn't celebrate Christmas until something like around 400 AD or something like that. And it wasn't what we celebrate Christmas, obviously. Mm, Yeah.
1: Modest Mouse hasn't put out any Christmas music, which is actually shocking because their whole early shtick was we're into dead stuff like the moon and Antarctica and the way Christmas makes us all feel inside.
0: (laughs) Sure. I feel like there's secret recordings of all these bands doing something Christmas.
1: They probably sound check to Christmas songs. Something. And oh, yeah. yeah,
0: something has been done.
1: Anyone listening to this who's ever spent any amount of time at all worrying over whether they can still say Merry Christmas or if you have to start saying Happy Holidays to make sure not to offend anyone, you don't have to spend any time thinking about any of that shit. Because here's what I'm going to give you permission to do. All you have to do is just be honest with people instead of saying any of that. When you're greeting a stranger during all this, just look them in the face and say, all oh, this shit sucks, right? And they'll say, Absolutely. yes, it does suck. Thank you for being the one person to not try to sell me some bullshit version of what's happening right now.
0: I'm going to start being offended not when people say Merry Christmas or when they say Happy Holidays. I'm going to start being offended when they say anything at all. Just don't say anything. I don't give a shit what fucking time of year it is. Have a good day. You too, thanks. Happy Holidays. Fuck you. Merry Christmas, eat my ass. So this is officially the longest recording session
1: that we have ever had in
0: the history of the show. We do
1: for real have to go on a break after this. We got new stuff coming. Yeah, we've got a lot of real exciting it's things. It's the end of the year. We're gonna actually do things. Instead of making New Year's resolutions, we're gonna keep doing the shit that we were already working on. Hopefully you will do so
0: as well. Maybe we'll see you in the new year. I don't like the look on your face when you say <laughs> that. Sorry. creepy yeah creepy Christmas oh, I always want to say truly if Christmas music is your favorite music your favorite music sucks